Hello Watch Nerds and welcome back. This is your host Nico and it's January 2023. On my wrist I have Rec Turbo from Denmark which is a watch I'm testing for upcoming episode and in my Finnish Arabia Cup I have Paulik Espresso. This year and from now on we are going to provide you exclusively and only with Nordic content. Nordic watch brands, Nordic accessory makers, Nordic EDC, another gear and even Nordic events. The goal and the purpose of this podcast this year and onward is to discover and celebrate more things Nordic. Predominantly watches though, because we are watch nerds. Hope you guys like the idea and please you're welcome to take active part in this journey with your comments, recommendations and feedback. We are very grateful for the feedback we got during the Christmas period bunch of DMs and, and emails with very good questions, some of which I am going to attempt to answer now. So, let's begin. Why not Christmas episode in the end of the year? Um, I'm going to speak just for myself here because I don't think you who shares my sentiment about this. But um, I don't want to do Christmas episode because I think we as society have in big part destroyed the real meaning of Christmas and we have replaced it with capitalism, consumerism, marketing targeting, uh, social media brainwashing, if you will. And I think watch collecting hobby should be ideally done in a different manner. Not through marketing FOMO and, and poorly designed discount culture connected to holidays. I will tell you my favorite watches of 2022 just in a moment, but me telling you what to buy for Christmas because it was cleverly dressed in a discount dress? Sorry, I cannot do that. Excuse my brutal honesty, but this is me and those are my values and I'm okay if you disagree. Feel free to share with me what you think about this mess modern society has made out of Christmas. But until then... This is my opinion. Next question. When is interview with Sarpaneva coming? Well, I have actually asked the man himself a bunch of times and his team. And you guys have to understand that this is a very, very busy man. Every moment counts. And we are just one of hundreds of outlets asking him for, for, for his time and attention. And let's be honest here. The value he will get from our podcast can't measure to the value he will get from the bigger outlets. So, logically, there will be some waiting. That's about that. Next question. Can you bring more watches and EDC episodes? Yeah, absolutely. We actually talk about that quite a bit after the prepping and... Uh, EDC episode because we got quite uh, good feedback after that. So there will be a couple of episodes coming this year. And there will be also an episode uh, about watches and travel, possibly in March. Next question. What is your favorite watch of 2022? Actually, this question came in several different forms. What's your favorite watch? What's your favorite watches? Favorite brand? And I feel like I have to explain something here before... Uh, I talk about my favorite brands because gone are the days I am adding a watch to my collection just for the design. Nowadays, I need more. I need uniqueness in design, presence on the wrist. 
I need wow factor, quality materials. I want superb ergonomics. I need a bit of a story. doesn't have to be big. I don't need big heritage, but I need a bit of a story with, with that watch. I like the brand to have a good track record. I need to like the guy behind the brand and possibly his values. That would be great. And I like a good concept. All this may sound pretentious, but let me tell you, many of the brands I met in 2022 and even earlier, not only meet those criteria, but they went far beyond. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with the Henry Archer from Denmark. The complexity and the brilliance in terms of ergonomics of his, his uh, North Sea case really impressed me. Good suppliers, great customer service and after-sale care, uh, the way he interacts with the watch community, his brand values, the, the pricing. It, it's a great package all around, which I can appreciate, especially for the asking price. Same goes from Bragdur from Norway. Original designs, quality of materials. The brand is involved not only in the watch community, but beyond, including charities and, and contract projects. Very, very exciting brand from Norway, and I can't recommend it enough. Looking forward to, to see it on the watch event in Oslo. A micro brand that absolutely nailed it for me 2022 is Selegin. I strongly believe that Leonard has managed to do the impossible. I know, big words, but I think he has managed to capture the wants and the needs of the Nordic watch community. And as a result, he has created truly exemplary microbrand. Another brand I'm a big fan of is Bruvik Timepieces from Norway. Rune has proven again and again that there is a demand for luxury, premium microbrand watches. And he has done something else not many has done properly in the microbrand space. That's in my personal opinion. Take it for what it's worth. But he has shown the necessary respect to women by creating a premium ladies watch that I will be proud to put on my wife's wrists and she'll be proud to wear and pass on to our kids. There are, I'm going to be very careful with what I'm going to say now because I don't want to get cancelled but I do believe that this has to be said. There are a bunch of brands out there today that are using power for women as marketing and I understand that but they somehow forget to show women the ultimate respect through the product they build to symbolize it. I mean, make a proper, well-built, high-quality, premium timepiece from premium materials, top-grade movement, as Bruvik and Jormud have done. The women in my life, they don't want 100 euro quartz ladies' watch. They want quality. They want something that will be passed to generations. And I do, do believe that there are many women out there that want the same. I don't believe women want quartz watches for 100 euros. I really don't. With that said, there are other watches that I tested and loved in 2022. And not all of them were designed or released in 2022. But one of them left a lasting impression on me. And I'm talking about the Halder Racer. What an unbelievable experience on the wrist. I honestly think I had a Rolex moment on my wrist with that watch. I felt important. I felt amazing. I didn't want to, to take it off. 
And this has been the hardest watch to send back because the quality of the materials, the movement, the crystal, all the small details, the finishing, the experience with, with communicating with Michael Sandström, all this is an experience, a level above what I had before. I can say the same about your Musiso. Watch that is possibly the most unique Nordic watch up to date. And uh, it offers so much in terms of handwork, uh, in terms of quality, finishing, uh, the story behind the brand, the team behind the brand, but also the endless customization you can do to that watch. It's just out of this world. And for those who understand watchmaking, it becomes quite obvious that Sisu has done a lot of firsts in the watch business in Finland. And to know that if I save a little, I can afford one, just, it's unbelievable. One more thing, uh, when it comes to Yurmo, they have the model R0, which is 7750 movement. And that watch on a bracelet is the most comfortable 7750 I've ever tried, period. That's about the favorite watches of last year. Going next, can you do State of the Collection episode? Well, um, you guys already heard all about the watches I own. I mean, the other big problem is that I'm a helpless flipper. I do get tired of watches, and the watches I haven't got tired of and are still around, you guys keep hearing about them on the podcast, so I don't see really the point of doing the State of the Collection. So if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know what watches I have in my in my box. And if that dramatically changed, I will let you know. Next questions from uh, Jonas Liljeström from Sweden. Hey, Nico. Okay, he's basically asking why, why don't we talk more about Nordic dress watches? Well, guilty as charged. Uh, sadly, the reason is quite simple, to be honest. I do have a medical condition which makes me a bit clumsy. So wearing dress watches, especially expensive ones, is not an option for me. Therefore, I gravitate towards durable, rugged, tough watches that can uh, survive my lifestyle. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like dress watches. I quite like a Pock Stockholm, Schoesandström from Sweden. I like Von Doren from Norway, Jurmo from Finland, of course. Ule Matissen is one of my favorite brands from Denmark. But I have broken so many dress watches uh, during the year, so my love for dress watches a little bit have diminished with, with time. But I am open to do such an episode, so if you want to be part of it, please DM me on Instagram and let's talk. Next question, can you make an episode about watches you always wanted but you never pulled the trigger on? Ah, that's a very, very good uh, subject for an episode. Um, if you don't mind, please DM me on Instagram as well. We can have a good conversation. I think there is a very good episode to be made there because there is so much going on behind the watches that we wanted so, so badly, but we never bought. It's a very good uh, subject for episode. Thank you. Next question, and possibly last one for today, I don't want to have this episode too long, is the... Okay, that's a good question. Um, 
Aren't you tired of the same old NH35s and 8000 series Miota? Well, I surely am, but uh, most likely not for the same reasons you are. I personally don't really like any of those movements. I do respect them. I do respect uh, the use of those movements. Without them, the micro brand industry wouldn't be the same. But honestly, I do prefer high accuracy quartz. I like the 7046, I like the F9, I like the Precisionist from Boluva, uh, I like the 01000, was it from, from Citizen, I like the Breitling Super Quartz, I like even they could drive. So I can't really say I care so much for the under 100 euro automatic movement uh, either from, from Japan, but I do really like highly decorated top grade movements. That's a totally different story because there is more to look at. There is more to see. And the reason there is more to see because more has been done, both by machines, by humans, by designers. So I hope this answer doesn't hurt anybody's feelings, but that's again how I think and uh, that's the truth. Well, this is our episode for today. Thank you for listening again and thank you for being part of the conversation with your questions and feedback and tips and all that. Please keep your questions coming. We love to hear from you and interact with you. Until next time, remember, what's beyond horology is time and people. Respect them both. Goodbye.